Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 3 For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all of the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations for ever and ever. Amen. For this reason I kneel, says Paul. I wonder what makes you kneel. What stirs you enough to get you off your natural posture and into a position of pleading. I fear not enough has done so for me. Apathy has been a powerful force in my life. But I'm stirred, in a good way, by our culture. Taking a knee has become quite a thing recently, and it has a thoroughly biblical precedent. Taking a knee shows that neither anger nor anxiety will be the primary outworking of my pain and passion. Taking a knee is an act of humility and determination. So, I want to take a knee much more. I hope you do too. When we do so, 
Let's make sure we're kneeling before the right master. Paul kneeled before the Father. He knew he was kneeling before the one who loved him and was listening to him. Our Father is for us. If we remember that up front, it helps us kneel and pray effective prayers. And not only so, let's also remember the ginormous, reverberating magnificence of his love. These verses about how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God could feel like old news if we've heard them many times. But if we pause and intentionally remind ourselves of them when we pray, the Holy Spirit will make them real to us and the truth of them will affect us over and again. And then, in case we think the one we kneel before is just a big softy, we would do well to fill our lungs, stretch wide our eyes and consider the uncontainable capacity of our compassionate creator. He can do immeasurably more than anything we could mumble as we kneel before his love. And so, well set, in a position of humility and determination, before the mind-bendingly kind and capable one, we are ready. And then, what do we pray? Well, the joy of our freedom before God is that we can pray whatever we want. But the prayers that God really loves are prayers for his church, not just our church, those we already know and love and do life with, but for his church of all ages and all nations, some already called in and some yet to be called in. And he loves prayers for his fullness to fill us all in every way, because that is his plan that he made visible in Christ. And that is his plan that he'll bring to fulfillment in the end. And when we pray into God's plans, we agree with our great God and we open wide the door for him to do more than we could ever imagine. Here's a question for reflection. Do you care enough about God's church to kneel for it? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.